The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. ...of sitting and walking. It's a real um, gift and treat to do that for yourselves every now and again. I'm getting ready to go into retreat myself and I can hardly wait. So, anyway, it's nice to be here with you this morning. So, um, I just had a few things that I wanted to talk about or, or mention for us to reflect on. And um, this comes up in my own personal life, my own practice, and also from talking with people, I know that it comes up for a lot of people. So, we have... Um, we have aspirations and goals that we're trying to um, honor and be with in our lives. <clears throat> and we see that a lot in practice. So people will have certain ideas about why they are practicing or what meditation is all about or uh, things like this. And so um, what we oftentimes do is, uh, I'll just give you a very simple example. We think that if we meditate more, that our life is going to get better, or we're going to have more happiness, or we're going to have deeper insight or something. So if we just try harder, if we just meditate more, or if we just practice more metta, or Something, if we just do something more, 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 this drive to, to do and to accomplish. <clears throat> and so it's a little bit like um, having a New Year's resolution where you decide you're going to lose 15 pounds by the end of January and by the 2nd of January you're having chocolate cake for dessert again. <clears throat> and then we just beat ourselves up because we can't um, be with our resolutions. So <clears throat> as I, as I s- reflected on these qualities within myself and I observed them in other people, I thought about you know, the way that the Buddha gave instructions when he walked the planet. And this idea of the sort of the medical model that we've heard people talk about in terms of the Buddhist teaching really is uh, something that that holds true. He he did diagnose the problem. He said suffering was the problem. This is the Four Noble Truths. Suffering is the problem. And then he um, said there was a cause to this suffering. That was the Second Noble Truth. There's a possibility for the ending of suffering, which is the Third Noble Truth. And then he prescribed a path to, um, to bringing an end to suffering, which is the Noble Eightfold Path. So I sort of like that model because when we, um, when we look at our, our meditation or when we look at our practice life or even when we just look at our life in general, um, <clears throat> we can see that we have um, 
certain habits. We have habits of mind, habits of personality. And so we can look at, look at these habits. We can look at um, qualities like willpower. And um, we could even look at things like compassion or the cultivation of metta. And, uh, you know, it's really great to cultivate good positive habits and to um, activate willpower, but can we actually do that by striving? And that becomes the question. So for, for many people, we think, oh, well, <clears throat> I'll just, okay, if I can't lose 15 pounds by, you know, the end of January, I'll stop smoking by the end of January. So we just, we, we continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, thinking that this, if we just try harder, if we're just more invested, we'll make more headway. But uh, I think there's another way to look at these things, and that's um, what gets in our way. So if we use the Buddhist model, what, what's the cause here? What gets in the way of us not being able to move forward and find more happiness or whatever it is that we're looking for. So we want to be able to, um, you know, actually see what's going on um, that's obscuring us from getting closer to our, our making headways on our goals. And... <clears throat> A lot of this comes down to uh, the cultivation of mindfulness, yes. because we will find we oftentimes find that um, we're in a situation, and and um, we have certain reactions or responses that are going on, and at a certain point we separate from the actual experience that we're experiencing and we begin to view the experience through multiple layers of filters that take us further and further away from the experience. So we might be striving, for instance, for something and instead of staying with that feeling that's associated and known when, when striving has come up, we move away from the striving and strive to try to understand it. So we, we use the very thing that's the problem to try to overcome the problem. Does, does this make sense? Maybe my... I hope that you're able to follow this because it's clear in my mind. <laughs> so it's striving is the problem. We disconnect from the striving and then we strive to make this problem go away. And somehow we have to learn in some friendly, kind way how to turn instead of turning away from the striving, we need to turn towards that 
experience that we're afraid of and just with radical honesty be right there. And that's the beginning of having a different kind of a relationship with it. So it requires it requires us to cultivate the level of mindfulness to see what's happening. So when when we went to have our walk um, this morning, I recommended that maybe one of the things you could do today as a theme of practice was to just ask yourself if you are actually right here with what's happening. Because it all, it all comes back to being simple. If we can find a way to allow ourselves to know what it feels like when we're actually present in the moment of experience before we start to put these filters on and it happens at lightning speed and we're washed away you see so <clears throat> i think one of the ways that we can begin to do something like this realistically is to take baby steps to just be kind to ourselves and to to the degree that we're able to be with our experience we learn to be with our experience when it's too much don't go there and find something else but we have we have more choice in life than we think we do. So something might, you might be walking out there and then you have this thought come up about some problem in a relationship or at work or in your meditation practice or something. And um, boom, the mind goes off in, you know, a million different directions and you lose connection with the actual experience of what it's like in that moment of recognizing your experience directly. You see? So, so what I'd like to encourage and um, offer as something to practice with is to be very, very simple and to simply allow yourself the gift of knowing when you're meeting your experience directly. And if you bolt within a second or two later, it doesn't make any difference. If you can just know what it's like for a moment, you can begin to know what it's like in the next moment and in the next moment and in the next moment. It begins to happen gradually. So it's a way of learning how to be with yourself. It's a, lear- it's a way of learning how to befriend yourself, um, to uh, allow the sitting and walking and sitting and walking and sitting and walking. This slows you down enough to actually begin to meet your experience. The sitting and the walking and the instructions on following the breath and f- doing this and following the body sensation, 
That's the method that allows us to quiet down. That's all that is. That's just a method. But when we quiet down, when we begin to quiet down, stuff comes up. And this old stuff comes up and we have old habits that make us turn away or confronted in one way or another. And um, that all can obscure us from being with our experience. So you can't change that instantly. It takes work. But you can learn to be with things in the moment that they're actually happening. And when you are, you'll feel a connection. Your heart and your mind will be somehow in sync. You'll feel that connection. And, and then <clears throat> there's a kind of um, freedom that allows us to be in this kind of balanced relationship. And the moment that we're out of sync... You know, the moment that we're, n- we're no longer in the moment, we're off in some fantasy in the future or remembering something in the past or whatever, there's a, uh, there's a disconnect. And there's, a, uh, there's literally a feeling that's associated with that. And all, you, all we have to do is start to get familiar with what it's like when we are connected in this wholesome way, whole whole way, and what it's like when we're not. That's all. We don't have to do anything other than observe. And if we can begin to notice that this is, it's a baby step, but it's a, it's a significant step, you see? So, <laughs> it's a lot to pack into 15 minutes, but I hope it wasn't too much, and I hope it's it's useful. I, I just see so many people working so hard and striving so hard. And um, <clears throat> in our striving, we actually miss our life. We miss being in the moment. And the moment is all that we really have. So my wish for each of you is that you can live in the moment. Thank you.